how do you even know if you're burned out? You may feel exhausted and frazzled like you're rushing from home to work to soccer to bath and bedtime and back to work the next day. You might be barely hanging on by a thread. But all working moms must feel like that, right? How do you know what's normal and what's burnout and where the heck do you fall on that spectrum? My guest on Fulfilled, the podcast today is Dr. Sharon Grossman. She is going to school us on burnout, give us some tips to identify the source of your burnout, and help you to figure out if you are even burned out or not. Dr. Grossman works with clients to help them accomplish everything on their to-do list. She's a clinical psychiatrist turned best-selling author and a podcast host herself. You can check out her newest podcast, Decode Your Burnout, wherever you are listening to this show. This is an episode for you if you're struggling with finding your path, uncovering your purpose, and recovering from burnout yourself. Hi, I'm Tracy, an impassioned lady on a quest to slay working motherhood and find fulfillment. I'm here to help you navigate the beautiful and damned in the life of a working mom. I'm a PA, mom, wife, and lover of fashion who is guiding my fellow working moms to ditch the dread and find fulfillment in the wonder and the war zone that is modern motherhood. I teach you the clinical pearls you need to create a life you love, pearls you can apply today to change your life tomorrow. Skirt around those heavy real life topics? No way. Here you'll get an unfiltered ringside seat. You'll hear about the good, the bad, and the ugly. Parenting, step-parenting, marriage, motherhood, faith, and finances are all topics we will sit down and unpack together. Think of this as your one-stop shop for all the motivation and encouragement you need to help navigate working motherhood. Each week, it's like a mom's night out had a baby with a TED Talk. Then the mom's night out went back to work. Pull up a seat, get settled, and get ready to be inspired and encouraged. This is Fulfilled, the podcast. Today, we welcome Dr. Sharon Grossman to Fulfilled. Dr. Grossman, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you, Tracy, for having me. Uh, so I would love it if you could introduce yourself to our listeners. I love um, I love a good origin story. So if you'd be willing to share with us your journey, how you got to where you are, and why burnout matters so much to you. Yeah, so I am actually originally a psychologist and I've been working as a therapist for the last 20 years. And during that time, I really got to know how people's minds work and also got to figure out who are the people that I really love working with. And um, those happen to be super high achievers and often they were um, working moms, but you know, you see it in different variations. Um, and so I thought, well, what is one thing that I can really help them with? And one of the things that I found is that they often burn out. And that was just something as I started to read up on it, that I could really take a lot of the tools and the skills that I was teaching my clients and kind of package them into what is really needed for people who are burned out. Because another way of thinking about burnout is that you are out of balance. So a lot of the things that I teach are actually how, how to get to a place where you're in better balance in your life. And um, what I find is that people don't often understand what that means, what that looks like. So uh, I try to dispel a lot of myths in that process and yeah. really get people to 
expanding the way that they engage in life and the way that they think about themselves and what's possible. So let's dig a little bit more into burnout. So if listeners aren't familiar with burnout or they kind of know what it is in general, but not specifically, could you share a little burnout 101? Like what are the symptoms? How do you know if you're burned out? Yeah, that's a really good question. And I always like to start with the definition so we're all on the same page. Now, we all are familiar with the term stress, and that's, again, something that I think we need to define. And so the way that I have seen stress defined, which I think makes a lot of sense, is when the requirements or the demands of your environment or your situation exceed your resources to cope. And that's why we see different individuals in the same situation, some of which are really getting stressed out and others not so much. And a perfect example of that from recent times is the pandemic. You know, you have some people that have really melted down. We've seen burnout go through the roof. And then other people are saying, this pandemic is like the best thing that's ever happened to me. And they've reinvented themselves and they've moved and they've changed their careers and they've gotten divorced and they've gotten married. Like, so much change has happened. And even though change is something that we usually fear because we, you know, we're programmed to be in the familiar, I find that it's really what is going on in your mind that is either going to create the stress or not. And what burnout is coming full circle back to that is when you have stress that is chronic. So let's say you go to work and every day, at work, it's nonstop, it's high pressure, there's so much demands that are on you. And sometimes it's because you've taken that on. And sometimes it's because the industry or your workplace is just requiring that of you. But it feels unrealistic. It feels like you can't accomplish everything on your plate in the time that you have. That's where you start to feel that pressure that's stress. And if it's like that every single day, that stress is now chronic and it starts to build up over time. So I just spoke, for instance, to someone who was working and even though she loved what she does for a living, you know, oftentimes we have this um, misinformation. Like we think burnout happens only when we hate our job. Mm. And I think that's only part of the story. I think the other part is when you really love what you work and maybe you take on a little too much and then you've got some stuff going on on a personal level on the home front. So like she was working in all these different capacities in the job and then she was also in the community and then she also had two kids at home and then one of her kids was on the spectrum and then she got a puppy. Like it was, <laughs> it was like everything that you need to just blow up, you know? And so that's exactly what happened. She got to a point where she just like could not take it anymore. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That is a whole lot of things. So now that we've identified this burnout as this sort of chronic stress, this pressure over time that's happening again and again, how can we find out why it's happening to us. And I guess once you figure out why, how can you make it so it doesn't happen again in the future? How can we kind of diagnose the problem and then treat it? Yeah, that's an excellent question. And actually something that I really love sharing with people because burnout, even though we have that label, if you will, um, is not 
something that is the same for different people. So you can have a room full of people that have all burned out, but they've all got there for a different reason. And it's important to, as I say, decode your burnout in order to identify what those contributing factors are so that you can customize your recovery strategy. So if you have somebody who's burned out, like the woman I just shared, um, because she was taking on too much, then maybe part of her recovery is going to be around how do I focus in on less things, right? How do I say no when people ask me to do things? Her, one of her big challenges was saying no because she was a people pleaser. And it was so hard for her to say no that she ended up actually just quitting her job and completely shifting what she does for work because it was like either I learn how to say no or if I can't do that, I just have to have an exit strategy, right? So everybody finds their own solutions. But I think at the end of the day, if you identify what's causing you to burn out, then you'll be able to then find the exact strategies you need to focus on that will help you to do it differently without necessarily having to quit your job and run away. So that's that's a very important piece of the puzzle. And I, uh, the way I break it down is, three main contributing factors, um, your programming, your environment, and your personality. And so those are the things that I think come together to create the hot mess that we end up in uh, that is called burnout. Yeah. And I think that a lot of times when we're walking through these situations, we're so overwhelmed, we're so burned out that sometimes we look around and we say, this is why, this is why, this situation is why, this person is why, this basic environment is why. And it's hard in that season of rushing and hustle and feeling overwhelmed to create the space to look inward and say, well, what am I doing? What am I in control of in this situation? Because you can change your job, but it's hard to change your environment. And that thinking it's all external is a very paralyzing place to be when you feel like, woe is me, it's the situation, which was so easy to feel when you're burned out. So how can we encourage our listeners if they're feeling burned out and say they could only focus on themselves? What are some things that they could start to do to build better boundaries or have a better situation if they're not quite ready to make a big change job-wise or do some massive shift? Well, I think you have to have some clarity around what is contributing to the burnout. So if we're talking about your programming, what are some of the things that you believe that lead you to doing things in a certain way that eventually have brought on burnout? So as an example, if you, I mean, for instance, I've talked to people who grew up in a culture where the programming was you have to work until you drop. If that is your mentality, you're going to push yourself really hard. You're going to go from 60 to 70 to 80 hours a week. You're going to feel like there's always more to do. And that's absolutely a recipe for burnout. Other people, like the people pleaser that I just mentioned, have that notion that I am not important. Other people's needs are important. And uh, I have to prioritize that. And so when they come and ask me for something, I need to say yes. And so where does that come from? And 
as soon as you can identify what's really behind a lot of the ways in which you engage with your work, then you can start to crack down on what needs to change in terms of the way that you approach your everyday life. Yes, I love I love that approach. And it seems very tangible. Like, let's look at like this past week, what made me feel overwhelmed and like kind of what can I break down? Why is that happening? Why am I responding that way to that situation? I love the power that that puts back into your hands as you're walking through that. All this talk about living in alignment is making me want to get clear on my core values. If you're feeling this too, check out my free guide. It is the quick start guide to clarify your core values. It's a series of exercises that you walk through to discover or rediscover what is most important to you. I share the formula for a fulfilled life, a life based in the firm foundation of your core values. It includes three simple exercises you can do today to identify your core values, and it shares the framework for a life of fulfillment, how to discover and implement that framework. I share examples of core values, prompts to get your creative juices flowing, and a how-to on personalizing these core values to make them meaningful and powerful to you. You can find the link in the show notes or go to tracy-bingaman.mykajabi.com slash core values. That's tracy-bingaman.mykajabi.com slash core values to download your free guide and get clear on what matters most to you so you can start living in alignment with those values today. I've heard you talk um, and teach on increasing energy and breaking through a mental fog before. And this is something that so many moms are struggling with. So what are some quick changes that we can start implementing today to increase our energy and to help with that foggy mom brain feeling? Oh, there's so many things. Um, <laughs> give us all I'll, the things. <laughs> it's all the things. But, you know, just to give you a couple of quick things, just off the top. Um, one of the things that I'm a big proponent of is organizing your environment. And I've worked with a lot of really busy moms who say, oh, you know, I'm not perfect. My house is a mess, you know, and it is what it is. And I'm, this isn't really about perfectionism. You don't have to have everything exact. And especially when you have kids, it's really hard to do. But there are things that you can do to keep your space organized. And the reason that's important is because when you enter a space and it's chaotic, it affects your brain. It affects how you think. And then the chaos is inside. And vice versa, right? When we see chaos in the environment, it is often also a reflection of the chaos that lives in our brain. And so if you want to maybe iron that out a little bit in your head, sometimes organizing your space can allow you to enter the space and feel more calm and be able to, from that place, you know, do things in a less hectic manner. Mm -hmm. So now you're conserving energy, you're feeling less stressed out, you know, especially nowadays, you've got people working from home, you've got people uh, whose kids are staying home and doing school from Zoom. There's so much that's going on in the household. And the more we use our 
space at home for all of these things, the more things kind of get blended together. Mm. It's really important for us to have uh, these separations. So while it's important to keep your space organized, it's also important to be able to have some clear boundaries around like, where do I work and where do I sleep? And if at all possible, don't work from your bedroom, definitely not from your bed. Like you want to have a separate space because otherwise what happens is you start to associate your room with work. And then when you try to go to sleep at night, it might be hard for you to fall asleep because you are, you know, really primed for thinking about what, what do I have to do today? What do I have to do tomorrow? Like all these things. So trying to just be a little bit more diligent about creating those structures and boundaries is going to be helpful. Yeah. And what about, um, just like increasing our energy level. Like I feel like as a mom, sometimes I think my toddlers suck their energy directly from my soul. So like, how can we take back, (laughs) how can we take back that energy that they're stealing from us? Yeah. I mean, that's a real thing, you know, being a mom, especially of a very young child, they're very demanding creatures. And so we need to do due diligence in terms of taking care of ourselves. So what I would say is you want to be first and foremost aware of your energy levels at all time and then have some things in place that allow you to reboot. One of the things that people can identify with usually pretty quickly is their phones, right? Their phones have a battery and it goes from zero to a hundred. And all we have to do is click on a button. We see where that battery is at any given time. And then based on that, we make a decision. Do I plug that in or can I keep it in my pocket or just keep using it? Right. And I think we need to uh, adopt that same approach for ourselves and say, you know, where is my battery right now? If I am super depleted, what do I need to do? Maybe it's um, going for a walk and you put the kid in the stroller and you you meet up with a friend who's also got a toddler and you, you two go for a walk together and just having that connection can be something that will charge you up or just being in nature is something that's going to give you a little bit of a breather. Maybe it's that you have somebody take the baby from you so that you can have some time for yourself. But what we typically do when we have that space is then we start cleaning and organizing and food prepping and doing all these other things, which is important to do. But we also need to carve out time for ourselves when we're not doing any of those things to truly recharge. And so you want to ask yourself, what recharges me? Maybe it's me taking a bubble bath, right? Where I'm not, I'm literally forced not to do anything. I'm Mm -hmm. just sitting there and I can read a magazine or I can listen to some music in the background, you know, and do absolutely nothing. Maybe it's I just have 30 minutes to watch my favorite Netflix show, like whatever is going to do it for you, figure what that is and then find little pockets of time and different ways. Maybe it's like when your baby's napping, maybe Mm -hmm. it's, you know, different things. So it's always important to check in with yourself and then go from there. Yeah. And I think just becoming aware of and starting to tune into that as you go through today and this week 
looking for things that recharge you and taking note of them and then trying to integrate those things more regularly into your normal scheduled programming. Um, So Dr. Grossman, thank you so much for sharing all of this goodness with us today. If listeners want to hear more about burnout or connect with you, where should they head to do just that? Well, one of the things that I love to share is for people who are wondering how they're doing is I created a burnout checklist. Mm. So it's a great kind of next step if you're listening to this and you're kind of wondering, how am I doing? Which step of burnout am I in? Am I mentally checked out? What do I need to do? Uh, So I encourage people to download that checklist and that's available at bit.ly forward slash check your burnout. All right. I will include that in the show notes and we'll get everybody to that so that they can check it out. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Until next time, keep on slaying your own fire breathing dragons. Thank you so much for hitting play on another episode of Fulfilled, the podcast. I have a favor to ask. If you like what you heard today, please tell your friends. Take a screenshot and share it on social. You can tag me on Instagram at Mrs. Tracy Bingaman, and you can tag the podcast at Fulfilled Podcast. And please consider leaving a review. I'd love to hear what you think, and your reviews can help other moms find me so they can grow alongside you. Oh, I almost forgot. Don't forget to subscribe so you get next week's episode automatically in your podcast queue. Instant inspiration and all the mom jokes? Yes, please. We'll see you next week on Fulfilled the Podcast.